0: Hey, welcome back to Family Health and Hustle. Appreciate you joining the show today. Today, uh, we're going to talk about a number of things, um, but this week was kind of a big week for me. So um, last week, I spoke about my health, and um, I'm I, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. I Again, I'm not fit necessarily, but I'm uh, you know I would consider myself healthy. I don't have you know a lot of uh, health problems. Um, you know, I don't get sick very often. Although after having my two kids, my two little ones right now, um, I, I do get sick a little more often. I think it's just because they they like to bring some stuff home with them <laughs> when they're out and about or on the playgrounds and different things they uh, they tend to touch everything and and bring that home with them. So prior to having two kids, I, I was rarely sick. Um, but one thing I did forget to mention is, um, I, I do have one little thing. So I am the only one in my family that actually has some thinning hair. And I know that's kind of weird to bring that up here, but, um, this week was a big week for me. Monday was a, was a big day because I said, you know what, you know, I still have some hair. I could I could still rock this, but why not just shave this bad boy off? And my wife, bless her heart, is just like, no, it, it looks fine, like don't mess with it. And my response is always, well, that's because you're shorter than I am, and so of course it looks good. You can't see it. And and I took a picture with my daughter, and I I uh, I don't know, it just it was not a good angle, and I was like, you know what, uh, no, I, I want to try just sh- shaving this bad boy off for a while. And so, despite my wife's um, pushback, she said, "Fine, but you better never shave your beard. Um, you need some hair." And the funny thing is, my wife actually is does not like hair. Um, I feel I feel bad for her because she she doesn't like hair except you know on someone's head and on their face, you know, beard. Um, and and who she married was someone <laughs> who is just you know. I don't know if this is too much information, but just, you know, I'm a hairy guy. I got hairy arms, a little bit on the back, some chest hair, stuff like that. I mean, you know, and so, um, of course, I am probably the opposite of what she was originally looking for because, you know, the head hair is thinning, uh, probably because of all the stress I've gone through. I don't know. Um, But I'm the only one in my family that has had that. And um, so... You know, I said sorry. I'm shaving this bad boy off. She said, "Fine, but you better never shave that beard." And I said, "Okay, all right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll keep the beard, which I don't mind. I actually like the beard." So Monday I did that. So if you follow us online or any of the social media accounts, you'll probably notice some of the new some of the new videos that have come out. Um, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little, well, I'm bald. Let's just put it that way. I, I shaved it all the way down, basically bicked it. Um, so we'll see how it goes. We'll. I told my wife. I said, "Look, you know, I'm not ashamed. Some people might be ashamed of this, but you know, maybe in the future I'll just get like a hair transplant or something. I'll thicken that bad boy up and I'll grow it right back out. And uh, some people might be ashamed of that. You know, I don't care. If if that's if that's what I end up doing, then that's fine. But I'm okay with with the no hair for a little while. So, thought I would share that with you. You know, big uh, big day, big uh, week, Um, and I'm meeting with some clients today for uh, my day job." And, um, and they haven't seen me yet, so we'll, we'll see what they say, but the other thing I wanted to mention too is, uh, so we're trying to expand and again, I always say we, but it, you know, it's just me right now. I'm trying to expand on some social media platforms, uh, taking a little more time, build some stuff out. Uh, Instagram's our main platform right now, um, that I'm trying to, uh, you know, post on regularly. And then, um. I'm exploring YouTube, uh, doing some videos. And my issue with video, so I actually have a bunch of experience, uh, editing video in the past. And the reason had, you know, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. The reason I haven't explored YouTube too much is just because it takes some time to edit. Um, but there's, there's so many, um, AI programs and things right now that can help with that and quite frankly if YouTube's not the main platform what I was worried about is that I would commit to making a lot of videos and then I'd get busy and then it'd fall through the cracks Uh, but since it's kind of a secondary one uh, yeah I'm now playing with it now now exploring uh, posting some content on there but the question is if you have any ideas any suggestions where I'm filming where I record the podcast, my home office, uh, there's nothing pretty about it. I'll be honest. It's in the basement. Um, there's not, not, not too much going on here. So I need some ideas as far as YouTube backgrounds go. Um, if that's a big deal, you know, I, I think it should be a little bit more pleasing to the eye. So if you have ideas of, of simple things I can do to spice up the, uh, what you see on the frame, uh, in the YouTube video, uh, that'd be much appreciated. So uh, you know, shoot me an email, Anthony at familyhealthandhustle.com. dot uh, com. Shoot that over to me. Shoot me some ideas, and I'll definitely give you know give you a holler if 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 I can make that work. Uh, but I, I'm not super creative. I'm not super handy, so that's the problem. I'm kind of working with limited um, limited uh, abilities here. But I am looking for an option to try to make things a little more pleasing to the eye. But that is not what we came on to talk about today. Um, we've talked about family we've talked about health, and now I want to give you a little history of my hustle. Um, You know, I talk on social media a lot about finding that side hustle um, and how important it is and important to kind of balance that with everything else going going on in your life. And I think, uh, you know, I, I just need to tell you a little bit about where I'm coming from, some of my experiences. So... I of course, like most people, um, you know, as I mentioned when I spoke about my families, I, I was raised in a very, you know, modest household. My both my mom and my dad worked nine to five. I wasn't raised with this huge desire to, you know, own a business. Um, however, I did always have a desire to build a brand, and and that kind of was discovered later. Um, when I was younger, I always wanted to be an actor because uh, i love performing i love acting i love making people laugh and later on i translated that into oh i just i really enjoy giving people good experiences and you can do that through a quality brand um but prior you know starting out in life i just wanted to be an actor and so i just did what i thought i was supposed to do and i got a regular job my first job was at a pizza place uh, i worked there for uh almost three years and i i mostly applied there because a girl in my neighborhood that I later end up dating, uh, she got a job there, and she said, "Hey, you should, you know, you should apply," and um, and so I did, and and I end up working there forever, making you know five dollars and twenty five cents an hour uh, after high school, and um, I'm pretty pretty conservative with my money, and so I, you know, that that was fine back then, and and quite frankly, that was normal back then. That was the average, um, the middle wage, I guess, or the minimum wage, I should say. So um, anyway. <clears throat> got a job at a pizza place did that for a couple years had a great time got got a lot of experience you know talking with customers i did everything from you know cooking the pizza to working the registers those were kind of my main areas and then um and then i made the manager one of the managers a little mad and and uh, he put me on dish duty for a long time so yeah that was fun but anyway <clears throat> so i bounced from that pizza place to another pizza place um, that was paying a little bit more. And by that time I was almost 18 and I was waiting to turn 18 so I could get a job at a gym. I thought that'd be so cool. I'm 18 years old. I'll join a gym. That's a great job. I'll make a lot of money. I'll get fit. I'll, you know, meet some ladies, um, all this stuff. And it ended up being a horrible job. I ended up working really late in the evening. Um, at that time I had some early morning classes. Um, I had a, a class that I, I wasn't getting credit for. Like towards graduation, but I really wanted to take it, and so it was at like I think six thirty or seven in the morning. I had to be at school, and I was working at this gym. It was a it was a twenty four hour gym, and so I'd be working there, and and the person that was supposed to show up at night would never show up, and so I'd end up leaving at one or two in the morning, and it, it was it was just a rough time. Um, <clears throat> and then after that, I, I end up getting a, a a good job at a call center, making at the time shoot probably. Seventeen dollars an hour, which for me, having just graduated high school and and not really even knowing what I wanted to do, uh, and at that time, uh, that was a good wage to have. Like you didn't really didn't get that kind of wage if you didn't have um, you know a lot of experience. Um, and I mentioned I think in the health episode, that's where I kind of started having uh, health like getting out of shape because I just was making money. I was working at a call center. I wasn't doing outbound calls or inbound calls necessarily. I was actually like a sub department um, for the accounting department, so I would I would do some work and I'd solve some issues and f- as far as um, commissions to to uh, field agents go, stuff like that. And I started drinking lots of soda and eating candy and then just you know that's where my health started getting a little bit of shape. But um, I actually end up getting laid off from that job, and <clears throat> um, well, let's be honest, I it was c- like. Half layoff, half fired, um, and I say that because the company was starting to struggle and starting to downsize, and they were, they they just ballooned. They were making a lot of money at first, and then some. This was right before, right around two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and so this is when there was issues in the housing market. And this this company I was working for was selling a a, a program that leveraged uh, some some housing products. We'll say. Uh, without getting into too much detail. But, um, so I say laid off slash fired because I had a manager who didn't care when I showed up. Um, so I, I, you know, I was supposed to be there, I think at like eight in the morning and I always showed up at like nine-ish. And um, and then he got moved to a different apartment and I got another manager who actually wanted me there on time. And then there was another gal who got hired that was like the friend of the manager and she started causing some trouble and, um, She was, she'd make dirty jokes all the time at the workplace, and then if I ever, one time I I played along on the joke, it it wasn't even that bad, but I I just said something to contribute to a joke that wasn't, uh, you know, the most appropriate, and, you know, she she filed a complaint and tried to get me in trouble and all this stuff, and I remember being like, what is going on? And so, then all of a sudden, my manager was like, no, you have to be here at 8 o'clock. And at that time, like I said, I was just—I mean, I didn't have any structure to my life. I was just working, making some good money, and hanging out with my girlfriend till you know two in the morning. Um, and so I, I would show up late, and and, um, and that was ultimately, you know, they they basically came to me and said, "Okay, it's uh, you know, it, 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 we're gonna let you go." Um, so that's why I say it's layoff slash fire because fired because I, I definitely was breaking. Some of the rules. <laughs> I wasn't showing up when I was supposed to. Um, but I say layoff because they were also laying off people at that time. So, um, you know, I, I say layoff to, to make me feel a little better. But uh, I'll be honest, at that time, 18, 19 years old, um, it's, you know, I didn't have the greatest, uh, I don't want to say work ethic. I, I worked uh, just fine, but it just was, I, I wasn't, uh, you know, on time. I, I just had, I, I was letting other, external circumstances dictate my day um, and just kind of, you know, made it very difficult for me to stick to certain schedules, stuff like that. So after that, um, my parents actually decided to open up a restaurant. And so um, after that, I went and got a job at uh, some another real estate based place and was doing data entry. And that was just the worst. Oh, man, it sucks so bad that their computers were like from the 90s, their programs were, if you know what DOS is, it was like DOS based stuff. So it was just like all F commands and entering stuff. And it, that was the worst. That was like people were micromanaging uh, the staff and coming from, you know, that loosey goosey schedule and, and getting in trouble because obviously I couldn't stick to the schedule to that was very difficult because, I mean, they would manage, you know, when you'd use the restroom. Um, in fact, I had a manager one time I, I had to use the restroom and, uh, we only had one restroom, like one stall on that floor, that entire floor. And so I went and it was occupied cause there was like a gazillion people working there. And so I went to the second floor and I used the restroom and came back. And when I came back, the, the, uh, screensaver on this just super old computer was, uh, was still on. Like, or I'm sorry, it wasn't on yet. It's so like it would turn on after like five or eight minutes or something like that, uh, or maybe 10 minutes, but no no longer 10 minutes. And the screensaver wasn't even on. And I come back to the desk, and this, this lady manager comes in and is like, where were you? And I, I said, oh, I was using the restroom. And she said, no, you weren't, because she actually grabbed one of her little minions, this other guy who'd worked there for like 50 years who was making like 30 cents more an hour than I was. Um, he just dedicated his whole life to this place. And she actually got him and sent him into the bathroom looking for me. <laughs> so I, that's the kind of micromanaging micromanaging we were doing there, um, or they were doing to us there. And um, and it just was a horrible job. So the only reason I stuck with it because my parents, as I mentioned, were, were opening a restaurant and they were building it out and it just felt like it was taking forever um and i had to manage the restaurant and so i was just waiting and waiting and waiting and finally um my actual direct manager really liked me thought i did a great job uh but the one that was micromanaging was like um kind of like right above him um and uh i just I, I said i can't do this anymore i'm out i said that bathroom thing was was uh that was it for me. I can't, I I would rather not have any money than, than deal with this anymore. And he, he tried to get me to stay and said, you know, I'm sorry, you know, you really are great at this job. Like you could grow in this business and, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, no, thanks. And so I ended up leaving and, um, uh, you know, um, I was raised religiously. Um, I don't, you know, I do my best to to be nice to people, but um, and to not be vulgar. You know, I don't use a lot of swear words in my day to day language, um, especially now that I, I have kids and and you know I don't want them picking up on some of that. Um, but even back then, I, I didn't really you know cuss a lot and stuff like that. But um, I definitely walked by this lady's cubicle. Um, oh, that was the other thing is she had a giant cubicle. It's like four cubicles turned into one cubicle. And that was uh, you could see over it. I'm not a tall, I'm not that tall of a guy. I'm like barely six foot, and uh, you could see over the wall of the cubicle. And she would always call that her office. And so all the time, um, throughout the couple months I worked there, she would be like, you know, come to come into my office. And I got to the point where I just kept correcting her. I said, "You mean your cubicle?" (laughs) And so, so this had been coming for a long time. There was some, uh, there was some tension there. And again, she was someone that worked there for like thirty five years. I mean, you know, was like a, a not even a probably more than the team lead, like a department lead or something, and um, you know, but and I just was looking at her like, I did, how do you even have a life? Like you're here, uh, you know, eight to five thirty, and you've been doing this for uh, more, you know, double the time that I've been alive, basically, and um, you just look miserable, and I don't want to do this, and so anyway, so I, I would hassle her a little bit that way too, but um, the day I let got I I left, I should say. Uh, I walked by her cubicle and um, you know just gave her a little. I, I, I gave her a little goodbye gesture. Um, I, that's all I'm going to say. This is a family friendly podcast, so I, I just did something that maybe was a little bit out of character for me, but I just wanted her to know, like, you're really an unpleasant person, and um, good luck working here for the rest of your life. Um, and the the crazy part to me, I mean karma, I guess, but I found out later that. That company again because of the time and the struggles in the real estate business. That couple, excuse me, because of the time in the real estate business, uh, that company ended up laying off a bunch of those people. And um, at the time, I was like, you know, karma because here she was dedicating her life to this business, just being a a butthead uh, to people underneath her. Um, I was like, you know, that's what goes around, comes around. And I hate saying that, but, um, I do believe in, you know, karma, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I do believe that the more good you put out in the world, uh, the more good that returns to you, but also negativity. If you put out negativity in the world, you know, you're going to have some negativity that approaches you and, and, comes around. And, uh, looking back at it now, like I don't have any harsh feelings or anything, but I just, that at the time, that's how I felt. So I finally said, no, I'm out of here. And it was still a couple months till my parents' restaurant opened. And, um, my dad owned a, a, little frozen dessert business. He sold Italian ice. Um, and so I set up a little booth on like the corner where our restaurant was supposed to be. And I was selling that for a few hours uh, a day. And I don't, I don't recall really ever making that great of money, but, uh, you know, I tried, um, once the restaurant opened up, that's what I was doing. I was the restaurant manager, um, and helping do all that stuff. that was a uh, looking back on it, you know, I did I just didn't know anything. I knew how to be con- you know nice to customers. and I, I was outgoing. I could talk to people. but as far as restaurant management, I knew nothing. Um, and but I liked it. I enjoyed it. And so uh, later on down the road, um, I my parents ended up closing the restaurant. It just wasn't working out. it the location was was not. Amazing. Um and, and we had a rough start because we had no one had run a restaurant before. And so it was a lot harder than I think we thought it was gonna be. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes and I think maybe we burned some people. And you know, a side note, there that because of that, anytime a new restaurant opens up in the area that I live, I never go to it within the first couple of weeks because I'm just that's their figuring it out time. And so I, I never go to it because I, I sympathize with that. Uh, those first couple of weeks were rough uh, trying to figure it out. And we probably burned um, some bridges uh, in our business. But, you know, it is what it is. We learned a lot. Um, so later on, they end up closing that down, um, and I end up getting a job at Chili's as a server um and that's actually where I met my wife um and I'll talk about that too in a future episode as I continue to give you a little backstory of where I come from but that's where I met her and I ended up working at Chili's for a while as a waiter um again enjoyed the interaction with the customers and talking to people and engaging customers um I just you know I just enjoy that and uh but the I didn't like the money up and down. The, the tips were all over the place. I'd come in one day and make 150 bucks in 30 minutes, and then I'd work another day for eight hours and make $90. You know, like, it just was rough. And so I ended up leaving there and getting into um, the, I actually worked for a credit card company. And, uh, again, just, and the reason I say this, a lot, of, you know, a lot of this story is just me bouncing around because I just, I could never find something I was super happy in. Um, and, and in this credit card company, like, great company, I, to this day, I say it is a great company. It just wasn't for me. So I worked there for a few months, and I bounced again. I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And after that, I thought, you know, I I really like restaurants. I did enjoy it. I just didn't like the money. And I found an opportunity to be a manager at a, a fast food restaurant. And so I said, okay, well let's do this. It was new to the area that I lived at, and I knew it was going to be growing. And and it did. I, I was able to jump in there and have a great time as like a shift leader for a while. And then they offered me my own store. And I jumped in there and that changed the game because I went from, you know, clocking in at a certain time, clocking out to being responsible for that restaurant. And so I learned a lot. I learned, uh, you know, hiring, firing. Um, I learned that sometimes as a manager, it's better to be a little more strict and respected than loosey goosey because that ends up not being a good thing for you. Um, I, I had, uh, you know, I, I was very reasonable with certain employees thinking I was doing them a favor, being nice, and they would end up just kind of stabbing me in the back and taking advantage of it. And so I, at that point, I, I very it was a difficult lesson to learn um, because the restaurant was open uh, all throughout the day, closed at 10 o'clock, opened at 6 a.m., and during those off hours there was like some baking and stuff that was being done and so just constant problems where I had to be in at two in the morning helping with the bakers and just all kinds of stuff and um, I learned a harsh lesson that you know sometimes you got to come in and and it might seem like you're being mean but you just got to set the standard you got to set the standard set the expectation and don't don't uh, don't move away from it. And although some people are not going to like that, in fact, when you come in, as I did at the time, I was going, I bounced around through a couple restaurants because I was helping them get off the ground and and fix some issues. I'd come in and say, this is what I expect. And if someone wouldn't meet it, I, you know, unfortunately, I don't like firing people, but I I would have to let people go and uh, people didn't like it, but they learned to respect you. And I think that's a big lesson for me to learn. And I, and I hope for you as well is. Whatever you're doing, um, don't just be tossed to and fro because it is, it is not genuine. I feel like I feel like people uh, consider you fake if you're just kind of going from one thing to another thing as far as your opinions um, or your rules. If you're a, if you're in a management position. You know, set the rule and hold to it. And hey, I have had to fire people that I really, really liked and that were good employees, but they just they broke a rule that they knew they weren't supposed to. And I had to sit down and have that conversation. In fact, one guy, I said, you know, why'd you do that, man? Like now I have to let you go. Um after I left that fast food chain I I had another opportunity at another fast casual restaurant and and that's where I'm talking about so this fast casual that sold some alcoholic beverages and I started there's one employee just awesome guy I thought he was so funny good good hard worker everyone liked him um but we found a couple open beer cans in our walk-in freezer or walk-in fridge rather and um I found out it was him and I don't blame him for doing this because the management before I had gotten there was so loose and goose. You know, like they didn't care. And for me, I was trying to set the rule. Like, you, First of all, you can't just come in and take product that I'm responsible for. Uh, and second of all, you, you definitely can't take alcoholic drinks. And he was old enough. He, I mean, he was in his 20s. He was old enough to drink and everything. But I had to pull him aside and sit him down and say, dude, why would you do that? You know, and, and he was like, yeah, I know, that's dumb. I just was, you know, I wanted a drink. I didn't think it was a big deal. And I said, you know, you're not supposed to do this. Like, I really like you, man. I'm sorry. I have to let you go. Like, you forced me to do this. And and I did. And there's another time a gentleman, a young kid, his, this is actually probably the hardest one, is his father passed away. And I went, I came to him, and I said, hey, um, what do you need? Like, if you need a few weeks off, no problem. Like you tell me what you need, and he said, "No, I'm good. I'm good. I want my. I need my hours." And so, I mean, he was working like thirty some hours or something a week. And I said, "Are you sure?" And he said, "Yes, I, I, I'm. I'm for sure." I said, "Okay." So I schedule his thirty. Schedule him his thirty hours. And when you're managing a restaurant, when when someone doesn't show up, that's on you. That's on you as the manager. Um. So he didn't show up and I ended up having to work those 30 hours and I came to him again. I said, Hey man, what the heck happened? He goes, I know, I'm sorry. I'm struggling at home, all this stuff. Um, and I said, okay, well, let me take you off the schedule for a few weeks, like no pressure. And he said, no, 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 I need, I need the hours. I said, okay, are you sure? Because last week I had to cover you. He says, sure. Yes, I'm going to be there. And, uh, so I scheduled him again. And again, he doesn't show up, and I end up having to work more hours. I end up having to have a harder work week because I'm covering him. And I approached him again and said, "What is going on, dude? Like, I I, listen. I know life is hard. I know I can't imagine what you're going through. Your father just passed away. Like, I can't imagine." And and he was young enough where he was still living with his family, and so he had to help his family out. Um, And I said, "Seriously, like." I, again I'm not mad at you but you know I can't keep putting you on the schedule if you're going to be uh, not showing up because that makes it really hard for everyone and there's some key positions this particular restaurant was very tight on its budgets and so it's not like we had an abundant staff at the time like every person was important um, and I gave him another chance he said you know, seriously no hard feelings Like take a few weeks, take a month, take a week whatever you need, just take some time he said no for real I need to work I'm so sorry. He gave me an excuse, all this stuff. And I said, okay, that's fine. Again, trying to be nice. So I put him back on the schedule. And again, for a third time, he didn't show up and he didn't work. And I had to let him go. That was very difficult for me. I pulled him aside and I said, I cannot imagine what you're going through. I am so sorry you lost your dad, but I also have to hold... You know, you know the expectation. I I cannot do this for you. I have given you every chance to succeed, and every ch- time you have made my you know you have made it harder on our business and on me, and you have failed your commitment, and I had to let him go. Now I hope those who are listening aren't like, oh my gosh, this guy's such a jerk. You know, this guy just his dad passed away, all this stuff. And it, look, I'm with you. Had I heard that story, I'd have been like, jeez. But, you know, going through that and just being, having prior to that being taken advantage by so many people trying to be nice, like I had to set that standard. And here's the thing is if you make an exception to that standard, other people will see. And so if you try to hold someone else acceptable or to that standard, then then you become a jerk because you're not consistent. So it's difficult. You know, that that's one of the... I didn't mean to start going down this rabbit hole, but that's one of the biggest things I've learned throughout my my different careers is consistency, setting expectations, and going through with them. So I end up that that fast casual restaurant. Um, I end up having a manager placed over me, who you know, kind of going along with what I said was just very inconsistent. Uh, There's some days he was. Happy. There were some days he was mad. There was things that he was doing that, in my opinion, were hurting the business. Um, and and just and then he had the temper of um, a five year old, uh, <clears throat> worse than a five year old. Actually, my five year old doesn't uh, act as bad as this individual did. And again, and by the way, if you're listening out there and you know who you are, I like you as a person. <laughs> I really did like you as a person. But come on, man. This guy would come in and just cuss everyone out, tell him he's going to, you know, kill him and, um, and, you know, not like actually like strangle, but like he'd be so mad. He's like, you know, I'm going to kill this guy if he doesn't show up, you know, that kind of talk. <clears throat> and um, he would just be losing that. And we used to do this brunch thing every Sunday and, you know, we were notorious for running out of uh, French toast. And, um, and so we would just, every week we'd like try to get that ready and get that prepared, uh, because we did like bottomless French toast and stuff. Um, and this manager would come in, something was going wrong. He, you know, he would grab like the racks of French toast and chuck them in the back of the kitchen and, and, you know, they'd all fall on the ground. And then we'd be like, well, crap, now we're even, you know, now we're have even less French toast. Like he just, he couldn't think. He just was furious, and then he would turn around and blame me because uh, people weren't performing. But quite frankly, people just hated working there, uh, and and that's you know that started to affect me. It had been nothing, something I had never experienced before. Uh, having worked at the fast food place, um, all management, everything was very professional, but at this uh, fast casual place, it was it was rough. Um, but you know, I learned a lot there as well. I, I learned. Every, everywhere I go, I try to learn, you know, and even when I would let people go at some of these places, I would even tell them, I'd say, look, I, I understand you're upset. Um, again, usually I, I wasn't just letting people go. Like, usually they had several, uh, several chances, usually. Um, and I would tell them, I'd say, look, there's, I guess there's two ways you can look at this. Uh, way one is you can leave here and you can be mad at me. Um, and I don't blame you for that. Uh, you can be mad at me and, and upset and and it can be my fault, you know, or Number two, you can leave here and try to learn something and go do whatever, wherever you go next, learn from this and be better and don't make that same mistake. And that's how I've tried to look at all these jobs is, okay, I'm going to leave and I'm going to learn and be better. Maybe some of this was my fault. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn from it. And so all of these restaurants specifically and the interactions I've had with people, whether I'm the one interacting or someone's interacting with me, like this particular manager, uh, you know, I try to look at that and say, okay, what is it that this individual did really well that I liked that I would take with me and I want to absorb that into me and become, you know, start exercising or using that attribute? And what's these other things that I hope I'm never like? So... That job started getting kind of rough, and so they this this particular company had kind of like a network of companies, and um, the owner of that casual that fast casual restaurant came in and and he said, you know, I I don't think you're a restaurant. You, you seem like the restaurant guy. You know, the restaurant thing is going to burn you out, and so um, you know, come come work for one of these other companies. And it was a financial coaching company. Now I'm not qualified to coach you know financially, but I came in and and was really just helping promote some of their programs. I bounced around to customer service uh, to do some video editing. Like, at the time, I mean, it's funny looking back at it because I was good at talking with people uh, and interacting with people, but I wasn't, uh, I didn't really have any marketable skills. Um, You know, what I mean by that is like, on my resume, what am I going to put? Like, really good at talking to people, (laughs) you know? And I had that issue for many years where that's, that's just, wow, well, was my talent. I was just, I got along with people and I could, you know, I wasn't, and I'm not a dumb guy. Like I could learn a process and, and do that kind of stuff, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a degree or something that I was an expert in. So um, bounced around from that fi- that financial place, I kind of bounced around there um, and, and did a, a number of jobs that they just needed me to do. And, and I found out quickly that, you know, that company didn't really have a, a, a solid path Uh, They were just, it was a startup, and they were just trying to figure things out, Um, and uh, they didn't have, you know, clear direction, and so, you know, I saw the writing on the wall there uh, that maybe they weren't going to do as well, but I, honestly, I was getting paid well, and I was just enjoying all the different opportunities I had. Um, There's a lot of projects that were coming and going, and and it felt like none of them were ever moving, Um, and so... I saw the writing on the wall. I knew it wasn't going to be a long-term position, but I just was like, oh, "I'm making good money and I'm I'm having fun, so I'm going to do this." Meanwhile, my wife and I had purchased a home. She's pregnant with our first child, and then I get the news that um, I I had this. The chief financial officer came into that company, uh, said, "Can I talk to you?" and uh, pulled me aside and said, um, "There's no easy way to say this, but uh, today's your last day." And at first, I laughed because I thought he was joking, and he said, "No, I'm serious. I'm sorry." And I said, oh, okay. So that company ended up, you know, decided uh, they were wasting a lot of money and they needed to downsize. And so they started letting off, letting go some some people. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and so I, I left there. Um, and they ended up having a lot of issues. Uh, down the road after that. So uh, as as painful as that was, because I probably, you know, I was making more than I should have for someone that didn't have a marketable skill set. Um, and so it was difficult trying to get a new job after that, that made the same amount of money. And I was a little bummed uh, for a, a while. Um, but up that company had some issues, uh, legal issues and things moving forward. And so uh, I'm glad that uh, I was able to part ways there. All right. Well, this this sorry guys, this this podcast is going a little long. I'm trying to give you my whole history, and I'm I'm not even including everything. I just want to give you a background of everything I'm learning. But after that, I end up uh, trying to start my first online business. This was my first side hustle. Uh, It was an online pet supply store, um, and I had this idea of. Doing this online e-commerce store, essentially, coupled with some entertainment. Uh, So starting like a kid's podcast, which, by the way, if you're listening and you're interested in in a kid's podcast, it's a great podcast. Um, We never published it, but we have one episode, and and it was awesome. Uh, But we were trying to get some of this entertainment stuff up and running. And I I roped in a bunch of my friends um, who, quite frankly, did love the idea. But no one really saw the vision and what was going on. And so it just kind of fizzled out. And I end up investing a lot of my own money and time into it. And um, a few of my friends were, they were busy with life. And I I think they just, they were like, you know, why are we doing this? Um, And I can talk more about that uh, even later as well. But uh, for sake of time today, uh, because we're already way past where I normally uh, spend time recording. and, And that's okay with you. That's okay with me. Uh, but so that failed <laughs> and I have I still in my, it's still in my back burner. I still have a lot of good ideas with it. There's several little branches of it that I think, but during that time, I mean, that, that was about a year's time. I learned so much about, uh, creating websites and some online marketing. And I, and that was right around the time, uh, right before I left that financial company, I had my eyes open, uh, to business to, uh, this book called start something that matters by Blake McCoskey. And I learned so much and I just got inspired like this. I want to own my own business. Uh, And that's when I kind of going back to the beginning of this uh, episode, you know, that's kind of where I tied business into the joy I felt as an actor. I loved making people laugh and, and, you know, creating these great opportunities for people to have joy. And I realized you can do that through business. You can do that through a really good brand. And, um, and I, you know, just got inspired to try to start, a, you know, start my business and, and get, get involved. And when that first little venture, uh, failed, um, never got off the ground. It was right before COVID. Um, so I did make some sales and then there ended up being all these supply chain issues. And so I could never fulfill them and I had to refund them. And anyway, it was, it was a mess, but I, I learned a lot. And, and, you know, as I've said, in the the Six Secrets of Success, if you haven't downloaded that yet, please do, but in there, you know, it talks about how failing is necessary. Like, life's going to be hard, and we're going to fail, but, you know, and I failed at this, I'll be honest, I did fail at that business, but that's okay, because I learned so much, and it used, you know, I used that knowledge as a stepping stone into the next thing. So simultaneously, while I was trying to get that off the ground, I um, had to get another day job. I, I went and became licensed as a mortgage loan officer. Um, and remember earlier I said I didn't do very good with the com- the, the waitering tape, uh, excuse me, waitering tips because um, the money was all over the place. Well, I just got myself back into it again. As a loan officer, it's commission. It was up and down. There'd be one month I'd make $10,000, and then I wouldn't make any money for three months. And it was it was rough. And I tried that for two years. And during that two-year process, my wife and I end up selling our house and moving into my parents' basement and using the money from the house to pay off debt that we had accrued while I was trying to get this business up and running. And and let me say this, too. If you're in a relationship right now... um, you know, sometimes you'll talk to people, and you know, maybe the husband isn't uh, able to make as much money as as they want, and, and the or the wife or whatever, uh, one of the couple or both of the couple are struggling, and um, you know, the, I think there's there's a little bit of a mentality where the friends of whoever the individual is will look at the other spouse and be like, you know, he needs to get to work or start pulling his weight, or she needs to or whatever, and. If, if you go through something like this, this is also another important lesson, is make sure you're going through it as a team. My wife and I knew. We said, you know, we are going to try this loan officer thing for two years, and we're going to do whatever it takes. And that was meant selling the house. And so that's what we decided. We said, okay, we're going to sell the house. We're going to use that cash to pay off some of the debt because we lived in that house for another year while I was trying to be a loan officer with very inconsistent income during that time my wife had had our son and um, and we just weren't making you know we weren't making a lot of money but luckily we were blessed to have a good savings and, uh, and a few different ways to be able to make it work but ultimately we decided to sell that house and um, move in with my parents in the basement and this is kind of where life came crashing down on me this is around the time I was 30 years old. And I had always said that by 30 years old, I'm going to be rich and I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. And here I am turning 30 years old. I'm moving into my parents' basement. I am 60 plus thousand dollars in debt, Uh, not even for anything cool, like it's not for a car or anything like that. It's like just because I was trying to live and make this career work and I'm out of shape. I'm as out of shape as it gets uh, for me. Um... It was it was eye opening for me, and that's kind of where I came to the realization that okay, I don't have any marketable skills. Even as a loan officer, I tried to apply for different jobs and stuff, and it's like oh yeah, f- you know 12, uh, 13, 15 dollars an hour to work at a uh, credit union or whatever. And I was like what? Like I need to make more than that. And they're like oh we got to do commission and all stuff. And I said no, I you know like I, I know all this stuff. How come I'm, I can't? I'm not getting paid for what I know. And so. I then end up transitioning from a loan officer into uh, some some technology. Some uh, it's called a CRM; it's client relationship manager, and some online marketing technologies. And I end up coupling what I knew as a mortgage officer with that technology, and end up getting a great job um, with a mortgage company managing that technology. And so then I got kind of the best of both worlds, where I got a higher you know base salary because uh, I wasn't strictly commissioned, but I also was still a mortgage person, and so I could get some commission on top of that if I wanted to, and it ended up being a great opportunity. During this time, um, it was a gr- great company, great boss, really champions uh, learning and growing. And uh, during this time, as I started getting my footing in that position and and just learning a lot about different marketing um, technologies and and you know the one of the first things we did when I was when I signed on with that job for like the first week was we took a marketing uh, class like a like a course so I was just my mind was expanding and growing and it was great and um, and during that time I was sitting on my outside of my house thinking you know I, I, as much as I'm learning and growing I mean it's, it was just fueling me I was like I love this I love learning um, and I, and it was really pushing me to download some audiobooks. I, I mean, I was driving kind of far to this job, which was fine. Cause I would listen to audiobooks in the morning and on the way home. Um, it was, it was just super enjoyable. And I was sitting out in front of my house one day thinking, you know, I, I still, here I am with a new, uh, uh, little boy. And at that time I, we had just had our daughter and I'm thinking like, I still have this desire to start a, a a family business that I can share in. Well, two things. One, a family business I can share in. That was one of the num- number one priorities. But number two, something that, you know, as great as this business was that I was working for, I'm still capped as to how much I can make. And so I really wanted a business that could push it even further to where anything you know my family would need I could be able to provide and and honestly I wanted my kids to grow up knowing like you can be and do whatever you want and I needed to figure out how to do that I needed to show them by example like if you want to be an astronaut then be an astronaut or if you want to be a dancer, be a dancer. like Whatever it is, you can be whatever you want. I really wanted them to grow up with that mentality. And so as I was sitting in front of my house thinking about, well, the only way to do this is to revisit this business idea, but what am I going to do? This online business I tried, that failed miserably. I learned a lot, but it, you know, I just don't have the time and resources to try to get that off the ground because I think what it required would be f- far more than I had available. And while... I was out there. I saw multiple trucks pass by and go park at a different house or whatever, like a plumbing company, an HVAC company. And like all the trucks had names on the side that was like, uh, you know, Joan, the Jonas boys or the, you know, uh, the Bill and kids or whatever, like these family names. And I'm like, I got to start a family business. And that's when I had a flashback to this restaurant my family owned. And then prior to that, this little frozen dessert business. And I said, okay, that's what i'm going to do we're going to start a little frozen dessert truck and we're going to build that so as my kids grow they can have opportunity to to work in that so that's what we did we end up uh, starting a a frozen dessert business uh, that specialized in mostly italian ice um and it's called yummy ice and we end up uh, really getting involved in that and, and expanding that. We've been now doing that for two summers. This is now uh, the second winter. Uh, the first winter we didn't do anything. We just did it during the summer and closed down. And then uh, this last summer we got... Um, well, let me backtrack. The first summer we just did it out of like a tent. We did a handful of events and, and we we did a great job. And then this next summer we invested in a large trailer. And so we were doing like every event we could. Still not during the week, but mostly weekends. Um, and now during this the winter... We've been able to score a contract with another company um, to be a subcontractor. So they have big like expo events at these expo centers here in the area where that we live, and so we're able to go in there and be a vendor. Simultaneously, I'm still working at this mortgage slash technology position, and then we're just doing this on the weekend. And so, one of the one of the reasons to uh, start this podcast is the experience that I have, again, not just learning from all these businesses I've been in and learning just even with the new, the new young family that I have, but it's, it's this, it's balancing, you know, my day job that's providing the life that we are living with this, uh, with this dream, with this side hustle, because it really, it's a lot of work. And, you know, Thursday nights, we're going and setting up, and my wife usually doesn't work her day job on Friday, and so she'll work these special events on Friday, and then I'll usually work all day Saturday doing the Italian ice truck. And so, like, you know, it's taken up a lot of time, and we're just building it, and it is difficult to balance that plus our regular job plus the extracurricular activities with our family uh, with You know, going to the gym and being healthy because if I was pulling crazy hours during the summer, I don't feel like, you know, sometimes I stay up till one in the morning and I don't feel like getting up at six or five in the morning to go work out. Uh, So it really is a struggle. Um, And we're going to keep pushing that. We have huge goals for that uh, business. Now starting this podcast, I have huge goals uh, to try to push this and really create a, a great community of people like you and I that whatever your side hustle it is, you know, wh- whatever it is to, to be able to balance and grow it together. Um, because although we're going to be in different businesses or have different talents or different experiences, there's going to be some basic principles that are universal uh, no matter what you're doing. And I think that we can all share in that and share um you know collectively our experiences you know this whole this whole episode i talked about all the different jobs that i've had and the experiences there and the things that i've learned let me share that with you and you're going to have your own history or rather have your history of jobs and experiences you have of things i don't know and so let's build this community where we can feed off each other and learn and grow and see the success uh of each other and 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 enjoy this journey. Because it, it, although it's difficult, anything worth having is difficult. Uh, that's just the nature of it, and um, that's also the best part. The journey is going to be hard, and we're going to learn and grow and have to expand and get uncomfortable, and it's awesome. We're we're going to enjoy it, and and especially as we look back, we're going to say, "Sweet, this was a this was a great experience, and and we lived a great life." Um, but that's a little bit about my my uh, my side hustles and my jobs, and I know. Uh, you know, the, a little bit, and this is, you know, I know I've been talking for a while, but you know, this is some of my history and experience and, um, and again, share, I hope you're here joining the community and sharing your experiences and what you're learning with others as well. Um, and guess what? This is just the beginning. Uh, our frozen dessert business, that's just one of many things I want to accomplish. This podcast is just one of many things I want to accomplish. I have, you know, I want to get into real estate. I want to, I have a dream to be able to get, you know, I still want to be an actor. I'd love to, to do something in the entertainment business. I don't necessarily want to be an actor in Hollywood, but I want to be able to do something that gets that creative, uh, you know, itch out. Like I have all these goals and, and, you know, it's just step by step. So whatever you choose to do, the things I choose to do, that you know, and it's going to change. We just have to remember it is step by step. Uh, we can't do everything we want, but we can do anything we want. We just have to plan it, and we have to take the appropriate steps. Everything will come in time and in order. And um, I, I hope I hope you would agree with that. Um, As I mentioned, our journeys are different, but there's some things that are going to be universally the same. That is what I have compiled in the six secrets for success. If you haven't had a chance yet, go to familyhealthandhustle.com and click on that six secrets for success link. Download my free ebook. Uh, It's only seven or eight pages, but these are core foundational principles, I think. Are absolutely necessary for us to embody, understand, and accept in order to step onto the path of true success. You might already be on that path, yeah. uh, but I think these principles will make it easier as you face challenges on that path. These principles are things that we should be focusing on every day, little by little, every day. And if we don't, we if we make a mistake or we fail today, that's okay. But tomorrow, let's do it again and the next day let's do it again. So if you haven't had a chance go to familyhealthandhustle.com download my 6 secrets for success. Let me know what you think. Reply to that email uh hustle.com. when you get your 6 secrets of, for success. Let me know. Let me th- let me know if you think there's something that should be on it. Um, these are very basic foundational principles. It's you know, you're going to read it and be like, "Well, yeah," I get that's that's so true why that's important and if you think there's even more that should be on it You're gonna have your own foundational principles that you've learned over the years. Let me know share that because I think that'd be valuable for everyone Thank you so much for joining me today. I know it's been a long one I try not to make them this long and you know after a little while We're we're spending quite a bit of time on on my history and the things that I've learned But after a little while I'd love to get some other folks on here and talk about the things that they've learned and experience as they have Uh, you know, as they're either on the path to success or maybe they've already succeeded and accomplished the things that they wanted to accomplish. But, you know, I can't wait to get to that point where we're having those conversations and all of our minds are expanding and growing and, you know, and we're just, we're, you know, we start doing it. We start accomplishing it and doing it and, and we see the fruits of our labor. So thank you again for joining me today. I will see you on the next one. This has been Family Health and Hustle.